the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Good morning. Um, I'm Dr. Mark. This is the Tea Health Show, and. In studio, as usual, Simpiwe, uh, our producer. Sims, hello. How was your holidays? Hey, I'm all good. How, How are you? New Year. And then, Happy New Year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Happy too. And the rest of the team, our gut coach, Stacey Holland, and our Nero therapist Yvonne von Beck. Hello guys. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the new year. Mark is looking super tanned. We are jealous. I didn't go anywhere he's into shorts. the sun. He's, he's just short. Can short. we take a moment? <laughs> he's got lovely legs as well. Now, I, now I'm I shy. I've give you an impression people. I don't think one out of the four of us is actually ready for the new year actually taking hold. No. Mark is in shorts. Stacey's in Gym gear. I'm in my most comfy dress, and some peewees in a crop top. So we're, we're still summer, honey. That's we are it, still that on summer. holiday. That's regular programming for me, okay? So, Yvonne, it's actually very interesting that you say that because we didn't pick a specific topic to discuss today, and um, I think most of us so wished that last year, 2021, just Get done and mm. be over with. Yeah. But then um, what? Yeah. And suddenly we're in 2022. Now, I don't have children. Stash, you don't have children. No. And some people is too does young Warren to have children. I think he does. <laughs> he actually. does, unfortunately. <laughs> because Yvonne, you have three children and she's just started a new school. Oh, no. Word. Is it Yvonne? the first day? It is time. No, we're starting officially on Monday. Oh. Um, because we like to break the mold at our school. We, we do things completely differently. So it's, it's interesting when I looked at my friends Mm. with children, all of them need to get back to work and Mm. all of them had to get the kids to school Mm. and the amount of anxiety, Mm. the amount of stress that went with that. Was phenomenal Mm. Now let's think about how we ended off last year We had the sword of Omnicron Oh that's a nice word (laughs) The sword of Omnicron It sounds like a movie that should be made um, (laughs) Hanging over all of us None of us knew Whether our holidays That we were so looking forward to Mm. Was going to happen None of us knew If that If we went on holiday We would actually be able to do the things That we would like to do Mm. Or come back We didn't know if we would be able to come back Yeah You know what Um, So that anxiety That hanging in limbo And never being able to make a decision yeah. Have so many Effects mm. Psychological, physical, spiritual um, And I think If we start there today yeah. I don't know if anyone Really Rested well And came back um, Rejuvenated mm. um, Because of This Underlying anxiety Now Yvonne this is your expertise mm. Stace this is your expertise as well um, You know what I, What I did is I drank yeah. <laughs> Tequila or gin Both <laughs> <laughs> Together <laughs> um, You know what it was, it was I was very lucky I, I, I spent a beautiful Christmas with my family um, We were in the bush It was hot it was the only thing that you could do. Yeah. And you know what? It's the only thing that you do to keep your family interesting. So. <laughs> or to stop them from being too interesting. <laughs> yes. And then we went over to Mozambique yes. and, you know, there was bloody bugger all to do. Yeah. So, and that was, that was so much fun. Mm. But the moment I stepped back into South Africa, first I had to get that uh, PCR test or a rapid test to come back over the border yeah. with everyone around me having had COVID. So my anxiety started mm. before I even came back. Came back. Mm. Yvonne, how does this translate into what we are feeling now? Mm. And uh, 
what are we going to do about this? Yeah. So stress, stress, you know, if you had to put it on a scale of negative to positive, I think we all throw it right on the end of the negative end. And it doesn't have to be there. Mm. Stress is actually your your body is designed to have a reaction and be more heightened and more able because of stress. The problem is we've got so much of it and it's over such a long period of time that stress is no longer a positive. Mm. And what we need to do first and foremost, we need to reframe what we're looking at. Mm. We need to reframe what is stressing us because there is, if you can, if you can reframe that thought you can start making decisions around it and you can start taking control of it mm. and you can possibly even see the opportunity in it. But we're so bogged down with chronic stress, mm. with no coping mechanisms, that we're now in a state where we just want to survive. And it's no way to live. And we is, want to thrive, not survive. Yeah, we were talking about exercise. And and this is a time where everyone is like, yeah. Gyms are packed. Gyms are packed. New year, yeah. new me. At yeah. least two weeks. No, a friend of mine <laughs> shared a video from his gym and he was saying it's very different to what he sees in January. It's not packed. People are just staying away. But Yvonne and I were chatting prior to the podcast this morning saying that hormonally, when you're in a deficit, when you're in dysfunction, Mm. when your hormones have been completely disrupted, which chronic stress and anxiety would definitely do to wreak havoc on your hormones, you actually can't even find the motivation to exercise. Well, you know what? I'm going to ask a question. Uh, Simpiwe, you you didn't have a long holiday. You guys had a week break. Um, I am more exhausted this week. Mm. I feel, and you know, it's unlike me to actually just say, okay, fine, I need a timeout Mm. and close my door in my office. I'm actually on leave, but I've been in my office for more than a week. Um, Close my door and say, I have to, I have to lie down. Not, I don't need a nap. I just need to lie down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, mm. it's odd. And I think most people are experiencing that. And is, Yvonne, is this because of, mm, fatigue, mental fatigue? Mm. In fact, so, I have a question for you before you sure. answer that. In response to what he just asked, is there a lag and a delay? In experiencing something like a pandemic and what we did for the holidays, mm. is there usually almost like a, a time lapse between experiencing something and actually experiencing the effects of what that is? So the, the time lapse, let me give you an example. If you are in a traumatic event, so let's say a hijacking or a, a house robbery, yeah. we don't counsel people from traumatic events until 72 hours later because your brain needs that much time to process the events and have a reaction i I, I always thought it was different i thought to do it immediately the brain has not processed the information it hasn't categorized it it hasn't actually in fact if you counsel within those first few hours there's complete denial and you will find a blank space and and that's when you could have that uptick of PTSD like months later where they thought Absolutely. they had dealt with it but the brain actually yeah. hadn't so yes they're definitely so you so from, a, from a long-term event like this yeah the delay is there but mm. it's constant so and that's what we delays. that's what we call complex trauma so so fortunately for South Africans because I want to do this mindset change for us fortunately for South Africans we were already in a state of complex trauma we've already learned to deal with so much trauma on a consistent basis you know if you think of the journey of your average South African Mm. leaving home at 4 or 5 a.m. getting into taxis that are not roadworthy if you're five minutes late you lose your job Mm. getting trusting your kids will get to school because you don't have the time to take them there Mm. We were already in a state of complex trauma. So we've been in a state of complex trauma since for many years. For many, many years. If you think about it. Even before that, for most of our population. Exactly. But what we've learned as South Africans, and we are an incredible society, is resilience. Mm. We've learned to take adversity and make it into opportunity. Mm. And how did we get there? Because we got tired of wallowing in this mud pit of, of Pity. Mm. And that's what South Africans are doing now again. But the, the difference is there's a wonderful study out. It was done over a 40 year period in the States where they studied the stress of your, your working class 
um, people. And the assumption was that your management roles would have a higher stress level. They have more responsibility. They have more to lose. They've got more decisions to make. There's more people relying on them. But actually, the study showed the opposite. The study showed that your your average worker bee had a much higher stress level. And to whittle Why? down because this, of social circumstances. To whittle down the study, essentially it came down to they had no control of their environment. Yeah. They were told when to come in, yeah. what to do, no support system to, to help them with that. Mm. So doesn't that show us that when you have this, you need to make decisions. When you have stress, whether it's losing a loved one, whether it is losing your job and your income, you need to make decisions. You mm. can't put your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. Mm. Take it, take the situation, reframe it, find the opportunity in it, and then say, okay, what decisions am I going to make? Because that's where you have the power to make sure that that cortisol, that adrenaline has a good effect and not a bad one. I think that, uh, you know, at the, off the back of that, and the reason why I said from 94, because I, I, I sort of classify them as different types of stress. One where you had control over your life and mm. yet were still stressed. And another one um, where you don't have control of your life, you're stressed, but there's somewhat, there's there's almost this helplessness to it, which mm. sometimes can assist and hear me on it in a weird way. So absolutely, I, I compare it to maybe the stress that I had when I was in corporate versus the stress that I have now as an entrepreneur. Mm. I, I, I'm struggling right now to deal with the stress in freedom than when I was told what to do, what time to come in. It's a different stress. Because you have, yes, you have to prioritize differently. Um, I even find myself stressed out by the list of things that I have to do, knowing full well that I have all resources. I know that I've got to categorize things. I've got to prioritize things. But somehow I just find myself working into analysis paralysis type state. Absolutely. And, and, and now even with, with the pandemic that we've come through, we haven't completely gone back to not having freedom. So we don't even know where our freedoms lie anymore. And I think it's that constant back and forth. And it's that, that, that overuse of, is this our new norm? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. You know, we, we're so numb to it already mm. because the new norm keeps changing. And actually, we, we just want to go back to what we knew. Yeah. But there is so much opportunity in having decision making skills so what would you do for me for example before you answer that question Yvonne I want to add Mm. something on or ask a question Mm. so if what you've experienced creates stress in you Yvonne how much stress is not having the structure not having the routine having on children Oh my goodness. Good wow. question. Mark, Mark, it's, it's, in my if opinion. If we as sure. adults yeah, with a true. fully developed prefrontal cortex mm. cannot cope with this, mm. how are children mm. who had structure and need structure we know that they need routine mm-hmm. they need to get up at quarter past six in the morning mm-hmm. to be at school at quarter past seven mm-hmm. and then they go to class and they do this and they do this and they do this mm-hmm. and then they go home and then they have a routine so suddenly when we we took that away from mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. okay so, so what this did is, that do to them this is a journey i've been on for the last two years because i homeschooled my children Mm. Which takes all your routine away In my opinion A lot of the diagnosis of ADHD ADD and, and The misdiagnosis There mm. are, ver- there are many cases mean. that are authentic yeah. But in the misdiagnosis This is exactly where it's coming from These children Children need boundaries mm. They need consistent boundaries And they need to know what to expect As do adults Think about when you are in a workplace When you are employed yeah. We get a contract with your your scope of work yeah. that you're expected to perform. Yeah. Our children don't have that privilege. Yeah. We just keep throwing these curveballs at them and saying, "Oh, so tomorrow the schools are closed because of COVID. Yeah. So just just watch TV." Yes. Yeah. You know, 
this is what's happening and and they don't have boundaries because mom is stressed or dad is stressed and we've got to get to the work we've got to we've got to juggle children working from home internet that's not not performing computers that have got viruses the stress it's placed on mom and dad's relationship as well, well oh that's, my God. that's gone. You know, but that's Simpiwe, gone. There's no time Simpiwe, for that. How many people? That's the problem. Do, eh? <laughs> yeah. do you know whose relationships in the past two years failed? Not because of infidelity, mm. but because they were together for 24 hours oh, a day. Quite a few, you know. Um, Divorce rates are people, through yeah, the roof. People yeah. got to see the true colors yeah. of their partners and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the I, person I was married to or this is the person I was in a relationship with. Mm. And they're like, I don't want this anymore. So I've always said, when my daughters come to me and say, mom, this is the man I want to marry. Go and live I'm going to say, to, no, no, don't live with him. Do an overseas trip with yes, him. Yes, I agree. Because Travel when your suitcase him. gets lost yep. and your ticket is cancelled or you have runny hotel, tummy because you ate something absolutely. funny. Absolutely. <laughs> or it's now midnight and you can't find anywhere to find food. Yes. How do you handle go back it. to yes. back and handle the stress as a team? Or do you fall apart and suddenly everything's your fault? Because if you do that mm. and you come away from that holiday knowing this partner's got my back, Marry them. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, thank you so That's much. That's exactly um, what I did as well. Husband, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, but but this is what's happened with with pandemics and change of circumstances. How is couples have turned on each other, and mm. and listen. My relationship is not unique either. We've also had times where we've had to regroup and I've been through SAPS training with my husband. So we've had to stand back to back. We want to know more about this. (laughs) We've had to defend ourselves in, in truly life threatening situations as a team. And even with that training, we turned on each other. Oh my goodness. And it took time to sit down and go, okay. is it us against each other or us against the world? Yeah. Let's reevaluate this. Hold on. We need a plan. Yeah. Because we overestimate certain things and underestimate well, other we elements, react. Right? And then we, we react. We react and then reactive. you end up in a situation that you can't sustain. Yeah. And that, that to answer your question, Mark and Stacey, I hope this answers both your questions. That is exactly what needs to happen is we need to stop. Mm. And this is where the prefrontal cortex comes in. We need to stop and say, this is not what I want. Mm. I am not okay with current circumstances. Mm. What do I need to change? And then you sit down, get a piece of paper, get a whiteboard, get draw it on the walls if you have to, Mm. but make a plan. What do I want to change and how do we do that? Yeah. Break it down. That's exactly what I did. I had all these thoughts and I'm a ruminator. We, you and I have spoken about this. I can think on something and unthread that thread forever. And the best idea happens in the shower. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or two o'clock in the morning. Mine, mine, mine always happens in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't write anything down. (laughs) So it's, it's very interesting, Yvonne. Um, you and I were standing in a bowling alley uh, with, <laughs> Sharing our secrets here, Mark <laughs> um, Talking about I picture him in a bowling alley He won ass. He won Are you the competitive type where you have to win? At no, I'm just bloody good <laughs> Such a natural <laughs> He doubled the score of the rest of us I, I've, I've never played before Oh my goodness um, But you know what And yes, in PUA I am competitive <laughs> She knew, she knew. But, you know, I annihilated them. But, Yvonne, we were standing there and we were talking about this. Yes, I think a lot of people stopped. And they've evaluated and they think something needs to change. Mm. I think what we are dealing with is people don't know how to implement the change. And even if they do, how the hell do we maintain it? Because we are bombarded from every single direction. I, I've, I've, I've literally, I do not want to hear about Djokovic's visa that's being refused. <laughs> uh, my God, why is that news? Okay, but we've created um, this problem ourselves. Want, yes, I do not want to hear. Because we listen to this news, we read the horrible stories, we buy the newspapers, yeah. we subscribe. We have created the monster. Yeah. If you don't like it, oh, but the last change years it. have been sensationalist. I mean, Absolutely. I'm not taking away from. The legitimate part of it But there's been I think once things Sort of 
dissipated a little bit and we started to understand the pandemic a little bit better, it was as if everything then became a headline because now we need to keep up that level of hype and hysteria and keeping people on their toes and on, on an edge. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's why Novak Djokovic's visa yeah, being but you know declined. what, it's, it's what you are saying. Yesterday it came, uh, it, it became widely known yeah. that there's another variant. Yes, the French one. In right? France. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Suddenly we need all of us. Oh my God. My first question was, is it serious or not? Yeah. Uh, it spreads faster. Okay, but is it serious yes, or not? not. Mm. And that's, I think, the first thing that went through everyone's minds mm. with Omicron. Oh my God. Mm. Uh, this thing is spreading like wildfire. But you see, Ma- is it here's, serious here's or not? The, mm. Here's the crux of the matter. With, with Omicron, it was a, oh no, something different. And it's actually ended up being a shorter wave mm. and a less severe wave. Mm. But the reason we go, oh my goodness, is we don't know. We don't have information. You know, it was funny and in reference to that. You mentioned that in our last podcast, right? About, mm-hmm. I can't remember it. We, I think we mentioned fight flies, uh, fight flight freeze. I did not have a stable childhood when I, when I'm in, in the sense that we were traveling a lot. My dad was involved in import export. Mm. Um, it was Zimbabwe, Swaziland, traveling to Botswana, coming to school in Swaziland and then mm. Zim and then South Africa. I am quite fine with a lot of change. So remember we're talking about this my response over this pandemic mm. I was like okay can we just calm down first of all and see yeah. if it's something that we need to react to and it almost seemed callous to some people I actually had to check yeah. myself and realize just because you respond to something like that doesn't mean someone else is going and to And Stacy the reason you are able to respond like that is because first of all you have a lot of tools in your tool belt on how to calm your nervous system. Yeah. Like you say, okay yeah. people just calm down. down yeah. But you've figured out how to do that in your body and you've made the decision to do those things yeah. consistently. So you are able to calm your nervous system where you've gone out of survival mode and into thinking mode. So how do we reverse Ex- engineer what I don't even know that I'm doing? Okay, so, so um, my question was, Yvonne, how do we calm our nervous systems? Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 can, I wanted to, before you go there, let me, let's take a step back. We spoke about all of us are resonating with fear, anxiety, uncertainty, etc., etc., and that creates a heightened sense of primal mm. stress. So, what? Let me let me interject as you're going through your your process. What happens in your body is it, it's very healthy and it's very normal. If you are living in the bush and there's a lion that's going to chase mm. you. So as you see the threat, whether that is now a hijacker or a lion, you get that adrenaline burst. Mm. And what that does is it, it, it makes you superhuman, basically. Mm. It pumps your energy and your, your blood flow to your muscles so that you can move. And your, your brain. Your focus is heightened. Your sense of smell is heightened. Your decision making is on the spot. It's quick. Mm. Um, but over time, if that happens too often and is not brought back down to balance, it then releases cortisol. Yeah, and that's where we're going. So cortisol being one of our steroid hormones, mm. it's a big group of hormones mm-hmm. and they all link to one another. Now what cortisol does, it's called also called a stress hormone. Mm. Now Stace, this is something that you need to deal with a lot and Yvonne, you're dealing with yeah. this as well. Yeah. Heightened cortisol over a period of time, and let's face it, it's been almost two years now, mm. that all of us have a, a definite heightened cortisol level. Absolutely. And is it is it heightened or is it completely dysregulated? I, that may be a better term for it. It's because dysregulated. when it's meant to be heightened, it's not. And when it's meant to be decreased, it's not. Yeah. And that's why we don't have the anti-inflammatory properties and protective mm. properties Perfect. that we're so supposed to have. So what happens when you have too much cortisol is it depletes your other hormones. Absolutely. It causes what we call adrenal or pituitary fatigue. Mm. Mm. Um, and it can cause a complete shutdown mm. 
in the pituitary gland and Yvonne, often known as we PTSD. Saw, <clears throat> we saw that young patient. This was um, a patient who's 19 year, years old. He is a national, South African national middle distance champion. Went to the States on a scholarship. Um, got locked down in the States. Um, and came back to South Africa with zero. And when I say zero, natural test, nothing. He's, he's, he had a complete pituitary adrenal disconnect. Jeez. Mm. Oh man, that's so. So when you have this, this PTSD, this, Mm. this, um, complex trauma, whatever you want to call it, Mm. and your cortisol levels are so high, the systems that eventually shut down is your immune system, Mm -hmm. your nervous system, Mm -hmm. your ability to react to things. Within your nervous system is your senses. So you'll find your eyesight, Mm. your sense of hearing, your sense of smell, Mm. even sometimes your sense of taste. So your senses get cut off and you'll find that's where the very sensitive, we see it in children because adults don't admit it so much, that sensitivity to the tag at the back of your clothes or the socks on your toes. So so that gets heightened or (coughs) dormant depending on where your system has gone. And our sensitivity to the flies in Germany. Johannesburg. Yes. I'm, it sounds funny. But no, but I, they are much worse. And and it feels like my life is going to end if I so, don't swat all of these flies. Yes. That heightened sense. Your coping mechanism yes. is yes. dealing with it. Yes, exactly. I, I want to I want to share it with the listeners that we have not prepared this talk. We we didn't come in with a specific topic, but on my on my screen at the moment is a. Five questions around chronic fatigue, fatigue syndrome. Mm. And Stace, we have two nervous systems. Yvonne, you know them better than myself. Mm-hmm. We have the central nervous system, so wait, which is before, your brain. Before you go there, Mark, the other systems that shut down when we have too much cortisol is your reproductive system. Mm. Your hormones for your reproductive system, but also your ability, your your fertility, your mm. ability to have children. Yeah, because that both happens ma- in both that male and, and female. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and that and that is how how we are created to when there's a stressful, long term stressful situation. You shouldn't be bringing children into the world because how do you deal with a lion hunting you if you have a baby? Mm. So, it's very so interesting that so many women fall sure. pregnant after they've adopted. Yeah, exactly. when that stress has been has has been dealt yeah. with. So your your systems are your immune, your nervous, your reproductive, and obviously your cardiovascular and your digestive because if, system. If it is constantly pumping this this sending your heart into overdrive, mm. eventually it's overworked. Mm. And then on top of that, because the nervous system and the immune system are both very much based in the gut, mm. that is where we find the symptoms well, and the solutions. Mm. Now yeah. let's talk about that. Because Simpiwi, we have two completely independent nervous systems. Did you know that? No. She does now. (laughs) (laughs) So if we look, for instance, at a quadruplete, their gut function is perfect. They might be incontinent, Mm. but the gut, so from the lower part of the esophagus, Right through to the rectum is still functioning mm. perfectly. Mm. Okay. So the muscles are contracting and that's called the enteric nervous system. Now the enteric nervous system is completely autonomous from your central nervous system. Mm-hmm. The two interact with one another directly through chemical messengers in Two forms, hormones and neurotransmitters. Mm. So whatever happens in the gut, and we've spoken about Mm. this on so many occasions, Mm -hmm. um, what happens in the gut has a direct effect what happens in the brain Mm. and what happens in the rest of the body. Body. Remember, when we develop 
embryonically, we actually developed as three tubes. So think of three tubes who, which develop separately. You have a neural tube, which is responsible for your brain, your spinal cord, and the peripheral nerves. And your you reflexes. Absolutely. That's your speciality. When we, when we work with neuroplasticity, we work on the neural tube, the central nervous system. Mm. And the peripheral of the system. Then you have your cardiovascular tube. And this is responsible for forming the heart. And then you have your visceral tube, the gut tube. Mm. And it's responsible for developing the gut and each and every other organ mm. comes from that tube. Now, those three tubes marry. Mm. So your Cardiovascular system, your circulation system connects the gut and the nervous system, but there's direct connections between the gut and the nervous system. Mm. So brain fog, mm. fatigue, something like chronic fatigue. And Yvonne, when, when you said the heightened sense mm. of, of touch, mm. One of the best ways to treat chronic fatigue is take away sensory stimulation. You treat these people not with medication. You treat them with earplugs, eye patches, and a dark room. Or, ah, or if you're sense. working on neuroplasticity, we measure where your reflexes are stuck, and we then address it. And sometimes it is with deep pressure, not lack of pressure. So generally speaking, oh, okay. if we have a child who, who feels out of control... It's because their perceptual skills have have failed them and they cannot tell where their body is in the world in relation to things around them. Okay. The best way to deal with that is we give them deep pressure. Why? It reminds the brain where the extremities are and where they are in relation to the world. So, oh. which is you this way, What it, would be an example of deep pressure? Would a massage... Hold, holding a baby... Yes. Tightly. Okay. So swaddling a baby. So it's, it's, so when we get to older children. Is that children, a burrito thingy? Yes. And for an adult? <laughs> so for, for, if we, if we go through I, I sort of the. You. <laughs> the You'll quickly know what's where. <laughs> The earlier years in childhood, you'll, you'll see a lot of OTs or, or very well-versed teachers will use weight blankets. Yes. Um, or I actually want to get my sister one of those because I absolutely. believe that it will help. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that is deep pressure in a controlled environment again, and it's consistent. So so it does help. But we, we actually have exercises where we trace the body with a ball. We okay. actually I actually did it with your sister as well. Okay. So we use and those soft And just for our listeners, my sister has severe epilepsy and symptoms of ADHD. Right, and a whole bunch of other but so, neurological so condi conditions. It's even as simple as giving hugs. Mm. Mm. And and listen, and now nothing can make years of not and having. And we can't hugs. have physical no contact. Yes, mm. so that's where we're lacking our our sensory system is is craving touch. And even if people, you, if you have a child or a, a spouse who says, "I don't like hugs," they generally don't like it because they haven't. Dealt with how that feels mm. It feels uncomfortable to them So you need to back off a bit And start slowly Because just like that tag irritates you At the back of your, your shirt The secret is not to cut the tag off It's to desensitize your skin To where it isn't irritated mm. Just like with your flies mm. You know, when the, when the flies irritate you It's Doom. not about the fly Mm. It's about your skin. No, it's about yeah, your heightened sense of it. Yes. So you're in the superhuman mode of sound, hearing everything. Your eyes pick up any movement. Your skin is super sensitive. And now there's 10 flies buzzing around you. Dude. That's overload. Yeah. Complete overload. So I don't, I don't actually know if we have more flies or if we're more sensitive to the fact that they are irritating us and we're already at a and nine we out are of more 10. Sensitive. Yeah. So what would be step one in, in a situation so, like that? Generally speaking, and each person's circumstances are very different. different yeah. You know, I can't give advice based on, on our reflexes without assessing someone. But generally speaking, the way that we deal with the stress in our environment is not to, not to necessarily isolate the situation that you're in, but to figure out how to become more resilient across the board. So use, let's see if we can extrapolate some learnings from this situation with me because I'm now sleeping with earplugs and my 
face mask, which I haven't done in a very long time because I need that rest. Mm. We all need that rest. But I mean, I become very ratty and my skin flares up and then my gut goes. So I know over the years mm. how is it, to... Is it not the other way around? Your well, gut goes and then your skin no, flares but, up? Well, in yeah, well, I suppose it definitely is chicken that way. Egg. Yeah, it is for now. It's a chicken and egg because I am quite, I'm quite clean in how I eat. And when I say clean, it's, it's according to a gut protocol. So sometimes, well, this is, this is the connection then. When we're stressed out, that vagus nerve is actually creating those tight junctions, mm-hmm. it, those openings in the tight junctions. Mm. So sometimes we think we have leaky gut because something, yes, has protrude, protruded through the lining. But other times it's that release or that dysregulation of cortisol that's creating the opening in the tight junction. Oh, absolutely. So, so um, way- one of our good friends, and we've had her on the show, Sampiria, I think you, you produced, but you weren't in studio, um, is... A, a psychologist and a yoga, a, a yogi. Mm. She's not just a yoga mm. instructor. And one of the first things that she taught me is by just twisting mm. movement, Yvonne. Mm. We, we, mm. we keep on coming back to movement. Absolutely. Just twisting the body. So sitting on a chair mm. and just turning your body. Yeah. You know what? You, you start releasing that vagal stimulating. Um, stimulating. The vagus nerve, yes. um, yeah. There is something called Valsalva. Do you know that one? Uh, Yvonne, do you know mm. what Valsalva is? Breathing technique. So yeah. it's, it's when, you know what? It's like being underwater and you try and equalize to pop your ears. Mm. Where you, where you close your nose and, and, and uh, you purse your lips. And you press the reset button. Yeah. And what it does, um, we do this for people with anxiety, Mm. with people with an elevated heart rate or palpitations. Mm. And you know what? That nerve, because of the pressure that you build up inside the chest cavity and Mm. even in the abdominal space, Mm. Compresses the nerve mm. and it relaxes. Which is so that's that one way. That's one way of calming it. There are many different ways, as you said. Yoga being one of them. I know we're all tired of hearing it, but these things are scientifically proven to work. Mm. Meditation. Yes. Yeah. I find it incredibly difficult to meditate. I do too. Um, Even as well. For for me, um, guided meditation. Have you Darling, done I have seven people in my head. One of them a big black woman. So, you know, Shaniqua's in the house. <laughs> and we've discussed this before. For me, yeah. and I mentioned it to to Yvonne one day. It's so difficult for me to get my head quiet. That there's no noise in there. How the hell do we meditate? Because I would love to do that. The reason that you're struggling with meditation is because you need it so badly. Yes, I was like that as well. I can meditate now and and I haven't for a while, which is one of my coping strategies. So I'm asking you what to do, but there are things that I know that when I apply, it works for me. We all know this, but we we are waiting for someone to give us a step by step guide. So let me give you a step by step guide. First thing is move. Whether mm-hmm. it is walking, mm-hmm. whether it is outdoors, whether it's on a on a treadmill, whether it is yoga, um sex, mm. honestly, it's one of your best movements because there's a lots of lots of energy being expelled and it has the good hormones being released. Um Swimming, move. Just move. Well, we have another Elise in the office. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to everything is Elise. <laughs> Swimming actually has even more benefits because you get the deep pressure of water. Yeah. You get the calm of the sound. Mm. So we're we're addressing a couple of the different senses yeah. in a calming sense. Swimming is your number one. It's the resistance of the water, the the sound that gets blocked out. Oh, the I love deep it. It's pressure. So, it's meditative for and me. Sometimes just yeah. flip over and float. Yeah. That's your meditation. Yeah. You That's your that, meditation. Right? You can so do that. I, you know what? When I was young, I could float. Now I think <laughs> I've tried. My, who was it that actually tried to get me to float again? 
No, in Malawi. You know, it's because I, I, you know, it's the only way that I float is with pool noodles. No, you start thinking about it. I'm positive, and that's when the feet go down. But do you see? Do you see this mindset? Yeah, I was talking you. earlier yeah. about perception. Yeah, you're quick to go to, and this is not a criticism, Mark. We all do it, but we're quick to go to. How am I going to fail at this? Yeah, and how to do it properly? How 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 am I not going to be good at this? Okay, but what if you're good at it? No, what if you, you know, are? The, the problem is that <laughs> I was good at it. I could float for hours. For me, because I'm not a good swimmer. Okay, but why are you not now? He thinks about it too much and then his arms start flailing and his legs no, go down. What I forget is that you have, what I forgot is that you actually have to keep your butt up. Yes. Is your butt bigger now than it used to be? Darling, other things are bigger. Now than it used to be. <laughs> My gut for one. So, but you I'm, know, I'm it, exactly it is like that. you. I, I used to, I went into my first yoga class and thought this is absolutely ridiculous. This meditation nonsense. I will never be able to do it. And I knew I needed it. I tried Pilates and I could not do it. When my skin was the absolute worst and I decided I'm never taking another cortisone injection again, I'm going to cure my gut, heal my gut and cure this thing. I, I think I'd gotten to the end of myself and I read a guide on meditation where the guy said, don't set a goal. Do it for a, if it only lasts three seconds, that's fine. Then come back the next day or and come back at the end of the day and do five. Yeah. Don't yeah. set the 30 minute goal, 20 minute goal. And so that's what I did. And I thought it was absolutely laughable because it literally was my first meditation session at like five seconds when I looked on my phone, I started laughing. And I it thought, felt this like is an ridiculous. hour when you yeah. were in that yes, zone. Yes. And then my second, the second thing that helped me tremendously was not a, a voiced guided meditation. He said, whatever comes to mind, use that as your guide. And for me, it was just this like irritating light. I was literally sitting at a window. And so I thought, well, let me use that. And all I did was pass that light over the areas in my body that were frustrating me at that point in time, and which was my entire skin. Okay, hold on. Then I understand meditation completely differently. Um, for me, meditation is when you're able to clear out your head no, so and that, not focus on anything. So that's anything. my trick in university when you haven't even done like grade R. So that's exactly what I started with. You actually control all the busyness in the mind before you can get to a place where there's nothing. Like now I can get into a meditative state and after about five, 10 minutes, I can't tell you what I'm thinking about. But that doesn't come. It doesn't just come normally. You actually have to go through the baby steps of first it's learning a, it's to an, control it, the mind. It's an yeah. exercise of your mind. Yeah. So you can't, you can't become a weightlifter in your first session. You've got to train yourself step by step. You've got to start but, with body weight and then you've got to move to light weight and yeah. then you've got okay. to move to the heavy weight. So we, we still on inflammation. We have neurological inflammation. Um, and that we, Treat with movement. Mm. So, so, so how do we treat gut inflammation, Stace? With movement as well. Ah. Gentle movement. And then also. Is this rubbing, rubbing your tummy? Yes. Yes, it's like just. Definitely. Like massage. Definitely. Mm. Gentle massage. The yoga move that your um, friend was talking about, the twisting, is great for the gut. Lying on your tummy and pushing yourself up into that um, extended. So, can I um, just point out, as from a neuroplasticity point of view, yeah, those are all reflex movements. I'm sure. If you go back to the movements that a child, a baby learns, yeah. in order to start moving by crawling, those are all the movements they so do. So that's exactly what I do in my training. Extending, crawling, extend. Yes, exactly. They're, they're all they're all your pre-walking baby movements. Why? Because your body is wired to, to perfect a movement and then move on to the next. And there's, there's always a building movement and a stability movement. Mm. Building movement, stability movement. And these are the reflexes that we go to. I mean, research your, 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 um, your reflexes as far as the neurological system. And there, there are a lot of exercises online, but get it assessed. See where you're at because you really can calm the nervous system. And, and that, that is the goal in all of this is we've talked about the scientific side. We've got the adrenaline and the cortisol. All we're trying to do is bring the cortisol down. So from a gut perspective, one thing that is excellent, everybody should do, be doing it. We are all becoming, um, mouth breathers. 
and the masks are contributing to oh, that absolutely. as well. I, and I, I know that because the moment I put my mask on, you start breathing I breathe through, through my mouth. Yeah. You know, my and Yvonne, you've seen this. My saturations on a good day, mm. on a good day, mm. is 91, 92%. Now, this is where most people start battling. The moment that I put my mask on, Mm -hmm. I fall below 90, which is where most people get admitted to to hospital. So for me, the moment that I put a mask on, Mm. um, you know what? I become anxious. Yeah. For a specific reason, mm-hmm. I can't breathe. And we need to be nose breathers for a number of reasons, which we, which we can do another episode on. But deep belly breathing in through the nose, mm. into the belly, forcing that belly as much as you mm. can, and then to become e- big. Yeah, and then exhaling again through the nose, not the mouth this time. That inhale, inhalation through the belly. So it's in the nose, out the mouth. No, in the nose, out the nose. Okay. Because we we now so used to breathing out through our mouths, we need to retrain that complete nose breathing. And I was always taught if you control the out breath, your yes. body automatically does the in. inhalation. Yes, but it was always out through the mouth. So this well, is quite if you, interesting. If you're exercising, then breathing out through your mouth becomes okay, depending on the rate of intensity of exercise. But just in okay. a normal relaxed mode, in through the nose, out through the nose, and that inhalation, that b- deep belly breath, also activates. The vagus nerves So then puts us into a more rest Digest Mm -hmm. state But helps with motility That Ah, peristalsis That movement Mm. of the intestines To make sure that your food is moving All the way through the Mm. digestive system So I've had some clients that I work with Where generally speaking They've got good gut health And we can't figure out why Now all of a sudden they're not digesting things All of a sudden they've got abdominal cramps and pains Mm. All of a sudden they're bloated And they've got some food intolerances And just by breathing and managing their stress they return back to a normal state of digestive health where they nece- didn't necessarily have intestinal permeability or low stomach acid or dysbiosis, for example. Okay. So a simple act, free act of breathing every day, it's just 10 breaths in the morning and before you go to bed. That's all you need to do mm. is something that can calm that nervous system mm. and also help with your, your gut health. So there's well. a, there's a trick that I always teach, I always teach patients that I work with is you, you feel your pulse on your left hand. Mm. If you actually feel that, vein and you can feel your pulse you breathe in for four Piwe is trying it now breathe in for four and as you breathe out for four you slow it down and you will actually feel your pulse yeah, yeah. slow down so um what so you can i, I had a trick your nervous system through um, breathing when i was in in varsity and back then i was super fit i could get my pulse rate down to 45 what through just holding your breath mm. well let's not yeah. encourage this because <laughs> people do take it next level <laughs> this is not a youtube tiktok challenge people do not do this at all and it is that on yeah the, yeah, the vagus nerve here as well so patients who are in a state of anxiety mm. why do we give them a bag to breathe in because for Carbon dioxide slows down the heart rate. Mm. So by holding your breath Mm. and trying to, and then when you do breathe out, breathe out against resistance. Mm. So it's easier, Stacey, Mm. you you have it absolutely right. It's easier to breathe through the mouth, out. Mm. (sighs) There's, There's a lot of, but if you go... Mm. It, it's bloody difficult yeah. to do that. Now, if you do it through the nose, mm. it's also more difficult than just pushing everything because exhaling is a muscle action. You mm. can use your muscles to, like a bellows, mm. you can mm. push it out. Mm. Now, push it out against resistance, mm. um, and immediately things start Slowing down. down. So, so and this Mark, is very are, good for people with palpitations. All, these are all examples of ways that we go against that fight or flight. Yes. Because your fight or flight 
again, imagine this lion chasing you. Mm. It's it's quick breathing, it's mm. high heart rates, it's quick muscle action. And because it's now over such an extended period for us, we've got to find ways to counter that. And actually, when you mentioned it, I wanted to remind people that that's why your digestion is affected when you're stressed out. That blood flow, if you're thinking of tigers and um, running for your life and trying to protect yourself and now you're getting an email and it's giving you the same reaction or you're getting mm. a text message and it's getting the same reaction or you're watching TV and you're watching and a horror or thriller or whatever and it's happening all the time, blood flow is being shunted away from your digestive system. Nutrients have been yeah. shunted away yeah. from your digestive Absolutely. system. So if you want to improve your digestion, I mean, many people want to take supplements first and this and that. No, these are simple tips that you can apply so that will improve digestion. Stace, it's very, very Interesting what you say about So next week on the show, we're bringing in a, a good friend of yours and mine, Divya Naidu. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we are going to talk about supplementation, mm. the need for supplementation mm. and how to do it. Um, if you if you go and look at the T-Clinic website, we, we have a, 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 a page specifically dedicated to IV nutrients. Mm. Um, in this digestion, and now, you know what, you, you guys know that I like to talk about Stefan. So Stefan, <laughs> Stefan bought me. Not to be left out, Stefan. <laughs> Stefan bought me a book for, for, uh, Christmas, um, on the gut. Oh, nice. And it's very interesting that there's such variability in the gut, but there's, there's two simple things that Tells us whether we have a good gut. So, Piri, did you know that we have seven different types of poo? The Bristol stool. I want to say I knew that there was seven, but I do know that you, there's different types. Do so you look, Simpiwe? That's you the should, question. Yes, you should. Oh, okay. yes. Cool. So, so, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Stacey, your book have pictures. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I'm going to come fetch but this book. But it's drawings. I'm going to so, come fetch this book. It's not photos. It's <laughs> oh, drawings. <my> <laughs> so, um, there's different, seven different types of stools. Yep. Um, you know what, when we start, we look like, uh, uh for those who've ever been Pimbles. to the bush, um, it's, it's what they call bokdrolikis. Yeah. No? Uh, that's where you start. That's a problem. Mm. Um, what we are looking for is type three and four stool, mm. where it's a sausage shape that's soft, soft maybe with, with a few cracks on it. Mm. Um, and then type four is soft. So that's one. You have to look at your stool. If I'm you have very anything. right now. That's <laughs> If you have anything but those two types, a soft sausage, um, you know what, there's a problem. You need to not get help. You need to consult your doctor. Hmm. Okay, so that's the one. This is not a discussion you have with a friend. No. (laughs) So what should I be doing now? Although we we should normalize, like, you know, not being afraid to say that you're a doctor even. And But people are scared to do that. Yes, they are. And then... Number two is how often do we go to the loo? Yeah. So if you go and you see something in your poo that's, that you ate today, you have a problem. Mm. Too soon. It should take 24 hours. I was going to say, how's tomorrow? <laughs> it should take 24 hours. Now, some the problem have, is... Some people have a transit time of 18, and it's normal. Sorry, but what's yeah, it? 18 hours. Transit, oh, okay. Transit, how long it takes. And then you have people that can take... A hundred hours to digest a piece of food. Do you know when I was in school, and it it is something that comes up so often. When I was in school, I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so I I don't use public toilets at all ever. Yeah, and I used to hold it. Yeah, and she hangs from a bull bar in the front of a car. (laughs) Oh, that's my husband. (laughs) No, I used to hold it, but to the point where I sometimes Mm. wouldn't go for two weeks. Yeah. It's too so and I'm not a doctor. It's but a, you know, <laughs> but do you oh, know? I don't know to tell you that it's not good. Some people, do you know how many girls between yes. the age of three and about nine have chronic constipation that they are hospitalized for it? Yes. Because of stress, anxiety, but and bad nutrition. It's what we tell. Girls don't fart. Girls yeah. don't talk about their poo. 
difficult. That's so, so your mom starts watching you every day to right? see if you're pooing yeah, and it becomes an issue. No, we talk about it abroad. It's something. Yeah, okay. We don't want to be discussing it that much, but, but we have stigmatized it. It yeah. is something yeah. that is a little bit, you know, cloud, it's clouded in some, you know, shame. So yeah. I think it is important. And that's why, I mean, Mark, with the clients in, in the clinic, do you know how long it takes some of them to actually talk to me about the consistency, the color, how regular they go? And you can see it's just an uneasy conversation. It is an uneasy to have. It's uneasy People because they're not reaching about it the like right milestone. Um, yeah. One of the biggest reasons we have global warming is because cows are farting. Mm. And you know what? If cows can fart, so can women. Yeah. So. Thank you. Done and Just have manners. Excuse me afterwards. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just carry on so, like me. <laughs> I was going to say. Or just so, walk through the corridor like Mark and be like, oh man, I well, just can't just stop happens. farting today. <laughs> so. Okay, so guys, let me recap quickly. Yes, you asked okay. me for coping mechanisms. Yes, yes. We, we've got a lot of ways that we discussed to bring down your cortisol and, and your meditation, your breathing, yoga, swimming, music brings it all down by 40%. Nature? 40. Yes. Being outside in nature. Outside, absolutely. Yeah. Movement. Sun. However, yes. there's a couple of things that we need to just put into perspective that help you calm down long term. Okay. Long term. Because these are things you can do when you're feeling that breath, that, that quick breath and mm, the, the panic, mm. the, oh, what am I doing now? Mm-hmm. But here's the long term stuff. Other than breathing, you've got to consciously throughout the day, check your breathing mm. because it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, mm. which has a calming response. The other so, one. Yvonne, sorry. Is this shallow breathing that we're looking out no. for? Deep breathing. Are we looking so out the for? Symptom you're I'm looking not out breathing for is deep. I'm, I'm feeling quite anxious yeah. and I'm breathing shallow. Okay. So and I feel like I either want to hit someone or run away. And why? Okay. Okay. Breathe. So deep deep breaths. Stomach breaths. As I said. Full the stomach. Just to start, feel your pulse on your, on your wrist. Four in, four out. As you breathe out, you can slow your heart rate. Do it again and count slower. Do it again and count slower. You literally will feel that panic disappear. Mm. The next thing is self-compassion. People, we have this perfectionist society Mm. where we've got to be the best. We've got to be successful. We've got to make ends meet all the time perfectly. Practice some self-compassion. You are your own worst critic. So practice speaking to yourself as you would a friend who came to you with that problem. Yeah. Because we are much kinder to others than we are. Stop filters. Yes. (laughs) But also stop, stop being your own worst critic. Yeah. Mm. No. Because you're in your head, you're the only person you speak to 24 hours a day. I'm my harshest critic. But you're the only one you speak to 24 hours a day. You're right. So start having a kindness towards yourself you would if a friend came to you with the same problem. Okay. So okay. objective, form some connections. Loneliness is the worst thing because you come self-focused. You become, again, very hard on yourself and you start seeing everything as a problem instead of being able to overcome mm-hmm. these small challenges and they grow. You put your head in the sand and you cannot overcome these mm. anymore. Mm. So have a look at what uh, research Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs. needs yeah. Once you have your need for food the next and shelter, the next is connection. Mm. Start making those connections. Mm. Be honest. Reach out to your support system. They may not be able to solve your problem, but they can at least help you process it. And we spent three, two years of that being fragmented. Deeply, I mean, I, some of my, my longest-standing friendships are on shaky on ground. hold. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. and form new friendships yes. if the old ones are gone. Exactly, that's fine. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, then start having compassion for yourself, but also for others. Mm. As soon as you start, we call it filling your bucket. As soon as you start plugging the holes in your emotional bucket and start filling it for other people, mm. it automatically fills yours. So stop looking in so much and worrying about your own problems. Start talking to other people about your problems, but also take on advice for them. Mm. Become a network that can support each other. This is how Mm. long term we are going to get more resilient towards complex stress. 
And those are easy and they are free. <laughs> they are free. And this is yeah. the thing. Mimi. Yes. So, guys, we, we've run out of time. Stace, Yvonne, thank you. Um, Happy New Year to all our listeners. Yes. Um, I hope that you learned something or just acknowledged something or just heard that, you know what, I think we most of us are in the same boat. All of us are a little bit skeptic about the year, mm-hmm. uh, optimistic. Uh, but, you know what, um, there, there's ways of dealing with this. Um, reach out. Yeah. And Touch someone Yes Not like Elise touches people <laughs> So um, Next week We'll be back And we're going to be Talking with um, Our good friend Divya Naidu um, And It's going to be About IV nutrients And supplementation Send questions If you send, Yes any. Absolutely uh, You can send them Through mm-hmm. To uh, The T clinic At www wvtclinic.com or contact us at the office the number is 010-824-1393 and ask to speak to Dante. Okay. Uh, have a good one everyone. Take care. Ciao. The Tea Health Show. Medical Lifestyle Show.